Hello, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls. My name is Asmar Shid Mahmood, and I'm here with Didi uh, Mosaic Noon Talk, the podcast edition. Original program was a live Facebook interviews with some of the leading Canadian and international South Asian artists, performers, dancers, musicians, and personalities who have had a great influence and input towards South Asian arts and culture. Uh, the series of interviews and chats that I conducted uh, with various artists who have headlined our festival uh, in the last 14 years. Uh, so please keep in mind that because these were video chats, there will be uh, some uh, visualization on your part uh, to enjoy this series as podcast. Uh, Canadian Community Arts Initiative is uh, pleased to present uh, this podcast series uh, with the help of TD Ready Commitment, supported by City of Mississauga, Ontario Arts Council, Canada Council, Factor Canada, Celebrate Ontario Fund and Heritage Canada. And we recognize that we live on the treaty lands of Anishinaabe people of New Credits and Mississaugas. Thank you very much. For listening to our podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Please do uh, send us your views on our Instagram post, uh, on our Twitter account, uh, or write to us on our email. Thank you very much and enjoy on. A band that I absolutely adore. I love these guys. They have the most positive, great attitude towards not only their own music, but also towards performance. They're so helpful. Their, their manager is so amazing, outstanding. And uh, I'm very happy to welcome uh, Tarun Nair uh, from Delhi to Dublin. Hi, Tarun. Hi, Asma. Yes, How sir. is Vancouver? You know what? It's uh, Summer has not decided to arrive in Vancouver yet, so it's a little chilly. Uh, okay. Uh, we, summer decided last week to arrive here finally, but I think it's going to uh, cool down a bit with us as well. But it's been very hot, very hot. But on a, a res- listen, I'm not complaining. No yeah. way. My yeah. peas are coming out beautifully. All the vegetables are coming Great. out nice. I'm happy. Great. But uh, uh, it's it's good to see you. Uh, and uh, it's I'm sorry that you know Delhi to Dublin was to perform at Mosaic this year. Um, but we are not getting the chance to put you guys on the stage, but we are putting you on spot. So uh, it's good to see you here. I, I see you so active. So what have you guys been up to uh, since uh, the lockdown? Well, as you know, um, there's not a lot of opportunities for gigs. So we had a really busy summer plant. Um, we were playing ago, oh, geez, we were, we were playing a bunch of different festivals uh, all over North America. And, uh, it became clear uh, we, we were going to release some singles and some videos and stuff, but it became clear. Sorry. No problem. My mistake. Uh, it, <laughs> I know we all have to become uh, sort of amateur broadcasters now, right? We have to like learn how to use all of this technology. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it became clear in about March that we weren't going to be touring. Um, so actually, uh, you know, all of us, have sort of been doing our own thing. You know, I run a festival myself and uh, I also manage artists and run a record label. And Sanjay lives uh, on a, a little island with his family that's off of Vancouver Island. So he's sort of enjoying, you know, some downtime. And Ruby, our doll player, lives in Nelson, BC. Uh, and so he's got a business out there. And Serena has a music school. 
our violin player. So, you know, we're all kind of like doing our own online things, waiting for the world to come back. <laughs> I know, I know, exactly. Um, but uh, you guys have been doing something really different. I, I heard, I saw something where you guys uh, uh, did a, a social distancing concert. So, hey, yeah, what was yeah. that about? Well, I would say there's there's a group of us in Vancouver, younger. I mean, I'm not going to count myself amongst them because I'm not young anymore. But, uh, you know, younger South Asian kids uh, who are trying all sorts of crazy stuff. So uh, a couple weeks ago, we decided to do a show. Uh, what we wanted to do, we were doing a show for another a different festival, like a streaming concert. And we were like, well, why don't we shoot it? And why don't we just shoot it in a parking lot so that we can set up all of the gear and everything and it will look really cool. And then as we as we started getting ready for the shoot, we were like, why don't we just invite our friends and they can stay in their cars? Um, because we're doing it anyway, so we might as well, you know, no one's seen a show for a long time, so we might as well do a drive-in kind of a show. And so we invited 20 friends and they stayed in their cars. This was back at the peak where there was no relaxing of, you know, the rules. Uh, and so people sort of got out in their sunroofs and partied, you know, and stayed separate. And we did a whole show for them. Um, and uh, I think it was... You know, it feels so good to hear music outside, as you know, and that's one of the things that I miss because we can watch all of these online things on Instagram and all the streaming, and I think that's really great. But there's something about when you're outside and the music is loud and you're, you can see other people and you're underneath, you know, underneath the sun or whatever it is, the clouds, uh, it's, it's a different feeling. And so it was nice to, it was nice to do that. Yeah. I know what the feeling of outdoors. So, uh, tell me something, um. Delhi to Dublin. What is it that made Delhi to Dublin? Uh, you know, a lot of people, I think, start musical projects with a fixed goal in mind. You know, they're like, we have this idea, we're going to do this and then have this singer and the sound is going to be like this. Uh, we, we kind of did it the opposite way where there was a few of us in the local scene in East Vancouver um, and there was a party happening and we decided to try something to do a collaboration on stage, but it was supposed to be once. Um, so we, you know, we got together, we did one practice and then we did a party, uh, at this big club night. And it honestly, Asman's, it sounded terrible. Um, but we had a lot of energy and I think that, <laughs> I think that that's kind of the way that we do things. You know, we, we sometimes don't, we sometimes don't, um, you know, we don't we don't map out things a hundred percent ahead of time, but we know we, when we come in with good energy, people have a good time, and mm -hmm. uh, and so that day in particular, I've seen the recording. It's it's terrible, um, but people loved it. Um, you know, they there was the energy of something we were doing, mixing. You know, some violin with some Punjabi stuff and some beats, and and from there it just sort of uh, took on a life of its own. And next thing you know, we were playing in Ottawa. You know, in less than a year uh, on Canada Day for one hundred and fifty thousand people live. You know, we met Will and Kate on their first trip to uh, uh, on their first trip to Canada, and we were on national TV. And my dad was just scratching his head, being like, "I thought you were supposed to be a biologist. Like, what are you doing up there?" You know. Um, so it, it it really did. Uh, it really was a bit of a fairy tale beginning to the band. And then there's no way around it. We decided early on that we didn't want to just play Indian shows, like Desi shows. We wanted to play real, you know, bigger festivals around North America and around the world. Uh, and that's that's tricky, you know. That that we we've been doing this for almost 15 years, and so there's some years where we were just grinding, playing 150, 200 shows a year, um, not being home for very often. So it went from 
you know, a fun idea to, uh, you know, wow, we're growing really quickly to, wow, this is crazy. And I don't think we can survive this to finding a middle ground that that's a little easier to manage. So how much uh, do you think Dublin had the role in making you guys so successful? Yeah, there's got to be a thing, right? And for uh, like, there's got to be a gimmick or a, a something and, uh, you know, a twist. And in our case, I think that that little thing, I think it really helped white people relate to us. Yeah. Honestly, you know, and that's, I think, why it worked. That's why we played the Fillmore in San Francisco. And that's why we played, you know, uh, that's why we played the Palladium in Los Angeles. We, I don't think we would have gotten that opportunity. You don't see too many Desi artists getting that opportunity to play in those big white venues or at like, you know, Burning Man or Hardly Strictly Bluegrass in San Francisco. Like these, I think white people could relate to this white person on stage. And I'm half, I'm half white as well. And I'm actually half Bundabi, half Irish Scottish. So I am Delhi to Dublin as it were. Um, so I think that that allowed a little bit of connection to a mainstream crowd, which I think really did help us because as I said, early on, we decided we didn't want to, you know, just be playing Desi shows. We really wanted to touch more people than that. Fabulous. And that's that's something we the, we keep thinking about. We try, try even with Mosaic, we keep trying to bring those elements together. Like, you know, we did this concert with uh, uh, Anwar Khurshid, who is a fabulous sitar uh, player, and uh, uh, with this these beautiful musicians from, uh, from uh, uh, Montreal. Uh, so uh, we try that, but you guys went ahead, you did it, you made it uh, a professional gig and all that. Where, where do you find your, yourselves now at this time uh, as a band? And, and what do you think is, is coming along, you know, going to happen next for you, you guys? Yeah, well, it's a really interesting time to be a musician. Um, I would say, you know, when we first started playing together, we used to, you know, play three or four festivals in a weekend. And at each festival, we would make, you know, $2,000 to $5,000 in CD sales. So this is a long time ago. This is 10 years ago or so. And so you finish the weekend, not only did you make the money from the gig fees, but you also made a lot of money from merch. And these things have changed. Uh, streaming makes a very small number of people a lot of money, but the rest of people, if you're just doing, you know, a reasonable amount of streams a month, like you're not making enough to make a living on. So I think all of us over the last few years have realized that the the proper balance is doing some nice bigger shows with Delhi to Dublin and then doing, you know, our other things that we do. Like, I, you know, as I said, I run a festival and a record label and, you know, Ravi has a business. And, and so that way we're, we're doing uh, what we love to do. We're coming together, but we're not having to grind it so hard just to survive. You know, when you're a full-time musician and this is the only thing you're doing, uh, there's no way around it. You know, people make it look glamorous, but even the people that make it look glamorous are still grinding. It's oh, still absolutely. a grind. Like oh, to, to make a li full living off of music, you know, you have to be super determined to do it. So mm -hmm. how it looks at the moment is that we found a, a balance with it where we can, you know, do when, when Mosaic opportunities like Mosaic comes up, we can go to Toronto, have a really great weekend, play, enjoy, you know, hang out with you guys and then, uh, and then go home and, and continue our lives rather than putting too much pressure on the, because the economics of being a musician have changed fundamentally over the last five years. Mm hmm very true. Uh, so it's 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 great to know that you know you guys have um, uh, diversified your portfolios uh, and and you know kind of made yourselves uh, not dependent on just one yeah. stream. 
and 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 I think that's that's always a very smart move uh, for for artists. But I believe that artists, as creative persons, should have should be able to you know fend for themselves at those times uh, in their own creative ways, and and that you guys are doing very well. Uh, oh, what about uh, um, the government funding for you you guys uh, in in BC? I, I I guess you guys have a good solid structure just like we have in Ontario or the way fun, federal government supports us. Yeah, we we definitely funding um, in in our peak was a very important part of the strategy, especially when we did a bunch of touring in the states because oftentimes those gigs, you know, if we if we hadn't had any support would have been very hard to to make those tours work like often the funding was the margin you know we would just squeeze by and then the funding allowed us to actually um you know pay ourselves something at the end of the tour uh now it's not as important because we're not as active touring you know i think the funding is really important when you're out there 200 days of the year and you're just doing that um and i would say ontario really leads the 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 country uh, BC is is pretty good for the last three years, but Ontario has always, with the Ontario Music Fund, uh, has always been. You know, I think that things have changed there slightly with the change of government. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, I, you know, I think Ontario has always sort of led the way. So we're not as uh, supportive as Ontario, but still not that. Okay. No, we are making a lot of sound. <laughs> our, our 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 cries got to the uh, to the provincial government too, and uh, yes, they're they're moving their steps. Uh, but uh, tell me something. You you sing as well. Do 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 you do you sing sing like properly? No, I, I'm the kind of person that if I sang, you'd be like you'd be like you know you'd probably mute me. And uh, and like pipe in some you know pipe Shweta's voice back in again, and we could just pretend <laughs> like lip sync. So I sing like harmonies in the background, but that's not yeah. something that I, I do. I play tabla. I'm a tabla player by trade. I've always been into gear, so in the band that that's been my role is I write a lot of the music and then I play a lot of the weird electronic. Excellent. So that means I have to, uh, that Diamond Dugal, when he comes in, for the, <laughs> we should prepare you guys together to, uh, you know, switch the yes. music and play the exactly. tunes for us, the dance Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. So, uh, so uh, yes, yeah, sorry. And and we've uh, we've worked a lot with Diamond over the years. I mean, Diamond is a legend. So is he coming on the show as well? Of course. I, nice. I love those guys. And yeah. I feel like their grand aunt in Canada because we yeah. introduced them to Canada. Nice, <laughs> and nice. I, every opportunity I got, I just said, "Come over, guys." So yeah. on his way to uh, to LA, he would you know drop by and and you know Great. make the time period such that it would fit in perfectly with our uh, festival yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, great. So, yeah, um, but uh, um, Tarun, uh, tell me, uh, wo- I I see that you are a very physically active person, and you do a lot of yoga. I try to follow you on Instagram. You know, you you you're doing this mental health and fitness uh, routine. How did that come about, and how is it going? Oh yeah, uh, I think it's interesting because I think that the touring is actually what made me seriously commit to a daily practice. So growing up, you know, I grew up in a, in a Hindu household in Montreal and my dadiji and my dadaji were the ones that kind of raised us because my parents were, you know, busy doing their jobs. Uh, so I was always around this culture, um, but it wasn't until music sort of, it wasn't until my life got crazy 
that I was like, I need something to ground me. You know, I need something, especially, you know, when we were in the, the heat of our touring, uh, we would be, you know, on the road for 200 days or 250 days of the year and often waking up in a different hotel room in a different city every day. Um, so it's very hard to, you know, it can be very hard to like mental health for musicians, I think is a challenge. And my way around that was to have like a really steady daily practice, which originally was kind of more devotional in nature. I'm a big fan of Amma who comes to uh, Toronto once a year. And so it was sort of, you know, recitation of different mantras and, you know, doing some yoga and stuff. And now over, over time, over the last 15 years or so, it's turned into more of a breathwork practice because I find that that's an amazingly effective way to calm the mind and uh, connect with the body and the heart. And uh, so when, um, when uh, coronavirus hits and all of a sudden all of my friends were sitting around with nothing to do, people started to go a bit crazy. And I was like, what's, what's a thing, you know, I can't go out there and help anyone in a hospital because I'm not a doctor. I'm a musician. So what can I do? So I, I, I thought like maybe what I'll do is a little session in the mornings for people who are feeling anxious or nervous and we can just tune in. And I thought I'd be doing it for a week or two weeks. And I ended up doing it for, I think, two and a half months every morning on Instagram. And uh, it's great. My dad would tune in every morning and my mom would come on and, uh, you know, friends from all over the world would come on and we'd sit together and do some breathing. And uh, I think that especially in these times of rapid transition, it's good to have a practice that brings you back into your body and your heart. Yeah. All right. Lovely. So how was your father's day? It was great. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a father myself, but I phoned up all of the fathers in my life. And, uh, you know, my dad was happy to hear from me. He, he made sure he gave me lots of advice that I did not ask for. So, you know, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> you were very fortunate. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Very lucky. Uh, but Diamond Dugal is here. He has joined us. Hi, Diamond. <laughs> so, Hi, Diamond. Yeah, and uh, we are uh, we are looking at things in 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 really very personal way. Uh, I I find uh, so many artists have opened up. They've invited people into their homes, uh, you know, digitally, and and giving them a, a view of their lives, which give make them very human. And I'm loving that that human quality of of people, uh, you know, doing this. Uh, and not only is it the requirement of this time, uh, and it is also, I think, the time where we all want to reach out, touch somebody, even if it is through uh, internet. So, um, so it's it's wonderful to talk to you. Uh, you are always such a calming uh, influence. You always send us such great messages, and and uh, I love working with you and uh, and Delhi to Dublin. I hope that you guys will uh, come to uh, Mississauga for TD Mosaic Festival next year. Inshallah, things will be better. We will have a cure. We'll all be having a different approach to life. Thank you very much, uh, Tarun. Thank you all. Uh, please yeah. get, extend our love and greetings to your team and tell them we look forward to seeing them next year. Stay Sounds safe, good. stay home, stay healthy. Thank you. Love you. Okay. Thank you very much. This is TD Mosaic Noon Talks signing off.